0: Let's get into today's episode. Welcome back to another episode of The Art of Unraveling. I am Erin McGuire, and I am here with a familiar voice. We still have a podcast that I have not yet posted that you and I did that I just need to post. I was like waiting for the right timing, but I think I just need to get it out there because there was some good (laughs) stuff we talked about in there. Anyway, welcoming back julie ireland to the podcast
1: thank you thank you good to be here appreciate it
0: yes uh julie um in case you haven't listened to a previous podcast with her she found me on a facebook ad years ago and um signed up for my alchemy coaching program coaching and healing program and has since been on some retreats and yeah, has become a friend and colleague and yeah, all the things. So (laughs) yeah. (laughs) thank you. Facebook. I second that. Facebook. (laughs) Yes,
2: for sure. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Anything else do you want to share about you, Julie
2: or? let do you just want to dive in um we can just dive in I mean
1: okay I'm a I'm a mom to two grown kids uh daughters that live far away from me <laughs> um single and uh you know I think one of the things I don't think I've shared with the the audiences is that, you know, what prompted me to reach out to you was I was going through a lot of, um, changes in life and, uh, had been paying a lot of attention and doing a lot of self work, um, like doing the work. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but knew I needed like a little more individualized coaching and, and attention. But then also like, I, while I was working with other women in some of the classes I was taking, the leaders were not women. And so what I also determined was, you know, I need to find a woman who can kind of help me navigate some of this stuff. Because I don't care what anybody says, being a woman navigating lots of life transitions at once and whatnot, like we need that female perspective, um, not to discount any of my other coaches and healers that I worked with, but that also was one of the things that motivated me when I saw your ad came up and I, you know, I don't think I've ever actually fully talked about that, but it, it is oh. important. Um, it's critically important because I think as women, we bring a unique perspective and a unique ability to support each other that gets, um, that is sometimes, you know, taken advantage of or even overlooked. Um mm-hmm. And like, that's what it took for me really to kind of jump in and really do a lot of really hard work (laughs) was to feel that support, just like that feminine uh, balance, right? That feminine kind of caregiver kind of, I've got you and I'm supporting you kind of mentality that came with that connection. So
0: um it's a really good yeah
1: point.
0: not thought about before but yeah mm-hmm. I have like obviously but yeah I think at different times in our life we need different things and right sometimes we need to be more nurtured yes held and sometimes we need somebody to push us right you know and right
2: yeah yep
0: sometimes we can do both C- certain people can do both
2: For sure. Yep. Yep. Yeah.
0: Mm, Well, I'm, I'm grateful that you found the ad and found me.
1: (laughs) I am too.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And Julie reached out to me about this podcast, which I love. So if you're listening and you're like, I have an idea for a podcast, message me, who knows, but. I loved her idea. She's like, I want to do I'd love to do a podcast on the power of retreat and I thought that was just perfect. Um she just got back from my Italy retreat and I know a lot ha- happened for you there. So where do we yeah. start?
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> it, it's funny because I was talking to Wynn last weekend, not this past weekend, but the weekend before.
0: Another retreat person in Italy. Yeah. And
1: we we were just connecting and we were trying to determine how long we'd actually been back. And I was like, it's only been two weeks. And she's like, Really? And I, I looked at my calendar. I said, yeah, it's only been two weeks. It feels like six months, but it's only been two weeks.
0: I felt the same (laughs) way when I was back for a week, it felt like it was four months ago. Yeah,
1: exactly.
2: Um, and I I think that's about,
1: well, so I kind of, after I had a conversation with Wynn and you know, we moved on with our days, I wanted to sit with that because, you know, we talk a lot about how time is just a construct, but we also like, what made it feel that way? Like what actually, why, why was it so different? And I think at that moment for me, that's when the power of retreat really started pinging in my brain was because we were completely removed from life as we know it. Right. (laughs) Mm-hmm. and we're in this beautiful place with this amazing group of women um with an awesome leader who's curated this this adventure for us um but also doing things to tune in intentionally every day like yeah. yoga or you know, meditation or both or the things that we were doing were designed to bring us out of all the other stuff and just bring us right here and i think that was That was it because time, I mean, yeah, we went through the days and we had our scheduled meals and all that, but time wasn't really a thing while we were there. But then when you're got to get to the airport because you got to catch a flight, like that whole mentality starts clicking back in. Right. And, and I think that was the difference. Like the minute you're back in town, back in your normal life. And I took two days off which we're going to talk about later when I got back. Um, And then I went back to work and just having that time. But then like fully integrating back into the normal life was like, Oh my God, this is exhausting. (laughs) And and you start thinking about all the things that you do on a daily basis. And it's just like, yeah, no wonder this feels like my Italy trip was, six months ago because i've just been doing so much
0: (laughs) doing being the key word
1: yes exactly exactly where a retreat where one of your
2: retreats is all about being yeah just just being um yeah and especially
0: this one so italy Mm -hmm. was balancing the feminine and masculine energies and it just kind of veered more into talking more about the feminine because that's so hard for people in western culture to and everybody has feminine and masculine energy but it's very hard for people in western cultures to be
2: yes it's near
0: impossible and our society completely is made up of nothing you know like it's so antithesis of that so yeah
2: um that was one of the things
1: sorry that was one of the things I appreciated most about being in Italy was that even in the midst of Rome which sometimes felt like a chaotic city but even in the midst of Rome the whole, the mentality is completely different.
0: Mm, tell tell us about that. What do you mean?
1: Like the only time you see people, at least this was my, my perception was the only time you saw people doing was the bus is coming. we got to make sure we get on it or our tickets say, this is our time to go be in this place. We got to make sure we're there. But other than that, Like, people are just absorbing where they are and sometimes the people around them and admiring, like, what's in front of them. And that's just not something that we do here. And I noticed it even more when we got out of Rome. Um, Because the Italian people... Like, I had no idea that they just shut everything
0: down in the afternoon for like two hours. <laughs> and I was like... Wow. Longer. I mean, yeah. from like 2.30 to 7.30 p.m., if you want to eat at a restaurant, it's damn near impossible.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The restaurants
1: yeah, don't have like, dinner until 7.30. Yep. And the, even gas stations close for those periods of times in the afternoon. Reposo. Banks. Yep. Yeah, And I just, I was like, what a concept, right? And then you just kind of like, when you spend time with Italian people that you see for more than a couple hours, like when you're doing touristy things, right? You understand the impact of that time because they're just, they're more chill. Like they can be very direct. And we talked about that on the trip, right? Like Italians will tell you exactly what they're thinking, which is great because they're so in tune with like their lifestyle they don't have to like candy coat anything they they just are who they are and the, everybody's okay with that which is also completely not how it is here right and just being appreciative of they mindfully approach every day of we take this time to not do stuff in service of others. It's our time. Whether that be with our friends or our families or ourselves, we don't have to be in service of others or the community or the general
2: public. Like, this is our time. Um, Yeah. And then I think that's also what allows...
1: Like, everyone we encountered was so hospitable and so nice and so um, nurturing um that it's like to me it's because that's how they take care of themselves is they're mm, they're okay. they're living a completely different lifestyle and they're taking active time every day to fill their to refill their cups
0: right like what a concept right <laughs> i know when you break it down like that it's like yeah then you can be more relaxed you can be more and it's not to say that all Italians are that way. We don't want to generalize. I I met some pretty cranky over sure. Italians, especially cab drivers. Woo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, we're generalizing in a sense that the majority, like the sense that we got um, is that that's the way it is. Yeah. For the yeah. Most-
2: mm-hmm.
0: And I've always heard in the bigger cities it's different. they are more westernized um but yeah, when you get like they they in the cities they're not always taking those breaks, but when you get outside of any major um town country in the Mediterranean, I would say because mm-hmm. I've experienced this in Greece and Spain, mhm-, very much in Spain um it's kind of that similar vibe that. And and it's the European way. Like they'll sit in the center of this of the town, and like you know, feed the pigeons or like talk or meet. You meet up with your friends in the center city center. Like mm-hmm. there's usually a big fountain, and everybody's sitting on the steps. And it's it's just it's it's a beautiful way of life that they have. So I love that mm-hmm. we're talking about this because it is much different than ours. We're more yeah. isolated. We're more independent.
2: Yes. Yeah. So I think that too is one of my takeaways too. Of
1: how do I find the balance between isolation and independence
2: and, you know, connection and yeah. community um,
1: and just... I don't know, building better relationships,
0: I think. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I- lots, lots of takeaways when you fully immerse in a retreat, you know, lots, lots of little nuggets like that. And, and you know, that's why I wanted to talk about it because there's so much power in it. And, you know, we've talked about that before, too, is that the, the things that we experience on retreat start when we set the intention. And what I mean by that is when you pay your deposit and or book your flight, you're telling the universe that you're open to whatever opportunities or experiences are coming, that you're open to them and that you're ready for whatever shift might occur as a result. And what the universe does with that is divine. What they do with that is they start like, okay, we're going to work. What do you want to work on? <laughs> right? Right. So here's some stuff. Um, yeah. Here, let me hand over this pile. <laughs> here's all the stuff I want to work on. Like, or here's all the stuff that's coming up. This day. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and so, you know, I think we underestimate um, our intention and the power that that alone has. Um, and you hear people talk about it, especially in the type of work that we do that, you know, it's your, about focusing your intention on your, and using that to focus your attention and, um, like really being mindful of what your intention is. Well, we underestimate the power of what that actually is, especially when we talk about disconnecting from our life, normal life to be able to do a retreat. Right. And so, um, you know, don't be surprised when things start to happen right before you even get on the plane to join your retreat group, because it will, it just, it will.
0: Yeah. Uh, And that might sound scary to some people, but it's, as I always like to say, this is what you want. You want opportunities to move through these things because I was talking to somebody, a while ago that's coming to Thailand and she this is her first retreat I think and and it's her first time traveling alone and there's a lot of fear and she's worried about stuff that's going to come up and it's like that's stuff yeah that's it's tough when those things start coming up but trust me they are affecting you on a daily da- daily basis it's just a matter of yeah when you're ready mm-hmm. to to look at some of that stuff
2: yep yeah
0: it and doesn't have to be scary it doesn't have to be overwhelming you get to move through it in your in your way
2: yeah and i think that's that's a good segue into just because it feels uncomfortable doesn't mean it's bad right right
1: like sometimes our gut reaction to something that feels uncomfortable is to be afraid. And so I think what I would challenge everyone to consider is just because it's uncomfortable doesn't mean it's scary. And can you look at what's coming up and just observe it, take note of it, start your journal Like start a journal when you pay your deposit or book your flight, whatever. Start your journal then because that's where you can start recording these things, right? And just keep track. Like, you know, maybe the fights between you and your significant other increase. There might be something to look at with that, right? Maybe stuff at work starts getting a little janky. Um, There might be something to look at with that. But instead of like judging it, like you're doing something wrong or that it's a bad situation, just make a note, make an observation.
0: I'm just observing. This is what's
1: happening. Yep, I'm just observing.
0: Um, That's a really good point. I I think we get into fix-it mode with stuff or like you said, it makes us feel like there's something wrong or like, Oh my gosh! I've got to go back to when I was five and find this experience. I mean, mm-hmm. what if it's right. just observe it, like it's there for you to see it, yeah, and and face it, and not yeah, you don't have to like psychoanalyze it, right?
1: Exactly, because I think that's a that's also a trap we fall into when we're so actively in doing this work every day, but also helping others. With the work is we sometimes get stuck in the the hamster wheel of, oh, my God, what inner child incident is this related to? Or, you know, what what part of my shadow work did I miss? Whatever that is, instead of, hey, you know, sometimes just feeling a certain way about a situation is just feeling a certain way about it. And it's okay Like, it doesn't mean you've got to go do some digging and figure everything out. It just means oh, this is a thing. I might want to come back to this later. Or you might not. Yeah. Maybe yeah. the observation was all you needed to get out of it and just noticing that
0: it's a thing. I just had an image of like it's like a little bump in a road. Like right. Don't let this the bump. You don't let the bump stop you. Right. But you slow down your car so that you can get over the bump safely because if you fly over it <laughs> That's not good either. You're you're gonna. I did that recently in Chicago. <laughs> I one of the little bumper things, and man, my car hit, scraped the bottom of. You know, that's not good. Mm-hmm. So Cry over it, and we can't ignore it because it's there, and there's nowhere else to go. But can we just slow down and say, "Oh, I'm approaching a bump."
2: Mm-hmm. That was
1: the image. That's a that great analogy. That is a great analogy. That's perfect.
0: I know, thank you, spirit. Yes, um, that is a perfect ex- analogy. Yeah, because we do. We just get into fix it mode and, mm-hmm. and psychoanalyzing mode. Um, but yeah, I wanted to say too that Julie, um, what she didn't know, but I think I kind of shared, is like I start to create a vortex of energy, um with my intentions, my thoughts, and actually sending energy to the future. Believe it or not, you can do that. Um, And I create a vortex for these retreats. So when you put down your deposit, yes, you're entering into that vortex of energy that's healing, that's supportive, that's, you know, a little cocoon, um, Mm -hmm. but is going to, you know, prepare you prepare you energetically, meaning like Julie's saying, it might bring up some things to prepare Mm -hmm. you for what's to come when you do the retreat, because so much happens. Energy work is very subtle and so much happens when you're spending a week away from your life with like-minded people doing deep work, um, Mm -hmm. through, through the land, uh, through the culture, observing the culture through the practices we do with me um, Mm -hmm. it's 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 phenomenal. Like what can happen in a week's time. So I just wanted to say that about your point of it starts to shift. Yes. And I've created a vortex for it.
2: (laughs)
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Because, you know, to add on to that, what happens once you get to the retreat, right. And, for me, you know, this time it was like when i got on the plane and so it might be like that for others too, but you've officially stepped into a place where you are now no longer in your normal life, right? Somebody's taking care of the kids or the pets or whatever, you're not working. Um, you know, it's it's no longer about all the things you have to do and accomplish in a day. Now it's all about you. Um and that you know spending some time consciously relaxing into that thought that okay it, it's all about me now
0: yeah and, because a lot of women have a hard time with that
1: mhm yes yes exactly um
0: a lot of and, us get our value from what we do for others and so when you and I'll see it those people will be the ones doing for others on the retreat I'm winking at you Julie
2: um,
0: <laughs> what <laughs> although we, we there was some reasons we let it we let there it happen were. we did um, let it happen Yep. but they often yeah. are so challenged by that that they want to serve the other women or people on the retreat too
2: Mm -hmm. And,
0: you know, it's really about like, that's a pattern we've got to unwind because that leads to a myriad of issues physically, mentally, emotionally, when, when you are putting everything outside of you, your value in what you do for Mm -hmm. others. let that be a part of you. Anyway, we could go on about all the the things, but, um, women have, that's a big one. Women that's ingrained in us, Uh you know, it's society that what we do for others is important.
2: Yeah. That's what we, that's what we
1: learn growing up. That's how we're educated, especially as women. Yeah. That it's our job not only to take care of ourselves but also everybody else and maintain a full-time job and make sure yeah. the house is clean and like all the things. Um and that's that is it, at this point it's also generational, right? So it is hard particularly as women, when we get on that plane to relax into, it is really all about me now. And I don't have to worry about any of that other stuff. I've enlisted the support of people who love and care for me to love and care for all the things that need to be taken care of while I'm gone and being able to let that go so that then like your mind and your heart are open to what's coming in the actual retreat space.
2: Um, And I think the more time we're able to spend really
1: opening up to that and connecting with what's been happening. What do I want to get out of this? Why did I say I was going to do this to begin with? Um, what was my intention? Um, and just having that space to kind of get a little clarity around what's coming up. Um, because then yeah. the next thing that happens is you end up connecting with and this was this is true when i went to bali with you in 2020 before covid shut everything down this was true when i went to ireland with you last september and it was definitely true this time in italy you connect with a group of incredible people most of whom you've never met and they're all they're all just incredible humans like yeah. and you can be in that space and be with these people and you know you may not end up being best friends with everybody by the time the retreat's over but it's still a genuinely phenomenal experience because of the energy uh that's created both with the vortex that you've set up Aaron but also with the energy that everybody's bringing on the retreat right
2: Because everyone's intentions, strangely enough, what, line up. Like,
1: (laughs) like, right. It's just, I don't know how else to describe it, but to take all that work you're doing for yourself and giving yourself the gift of just being, you're supported by all the other people on the retreat who are doing the same thing. They are all there. Because they've chosen to give themselves the gift to just be for a week. Right. And it is so unbelievable, the energy that gets created for each individual, but also for that collective group. And I don't know, I'm sure everybody else noticed it too, but the people that were around us, the people that we saw, the people that we interacted with as a group noticed it too. Like yeah. there was just something different about our group, and people would
0: say that to me. You yes, know? Like, you, you guys are so kind, or, you know, like it was pointed out to me several different times mm-hmm. by Italians. Yeah, yeah,
1: and I, for me personally, I just it was nice to, to just really be in the experience of being and not like I knew I didn't have to do anything. Like there was one morning I completely slept through morning yoga and I sat straight up in bed and was like, I'm missing yoga. And I was like, but I slept so well. (laughs) And it was like, right. Nobody's going to care that I miss yoga. I needed to sleep. It's fine. Like, yeah. Um, even in in that instance, like being mindful of how quickly our mind goes to, Oh, I was supposed to be somewhere, but really not. Um, you know, my to. it's it's important to care for yourself no matter where you're at. But I think when you're on retreat, it's easier to do all of that. Right. Yeah. Because you don't have all the other demands on you. But I, again, that, and I'm going to say it again, that is part of giving myself the gift to just be. And not, have to do all the things or be something for somebody else. Like it is really all about you in those moments and to embrace that and, and understand that, like, that's how we're designed as humans. Like really, that's how we're designed. We have to give ourselves that time because nobody else is going to give it to us.
0: Right. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And the world is just absolutely insane. Like we'll just yes. be caught up on our cell phones all day. Like
2: mm-hmm. just
0: all the things, yeah. Just all the distractions, all the, the things that, uh, deplete you.
2: Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just, and I was thinking too about, you know, even like our meals and how long, you know, Ugh. like a three hour dinner minimum. And right? that's, so, that's so the Mediterranean, you know, <laughs> that's just, that's definitely yep. the way. Yep. Um, you know, just like staying, I would staying up so late. Same. <laughs> and like not, even as the retreat leader, even though I was working, I wasn't even that because you're just so filled up on life you know mm-hmm. always something I've, that was only my second time in italy but that's what i recognized about italy the first time is that they're they're living they're like yes taking pleasure in life don't take day the sweetness mm-hmm. of life you know like
1: yes
0: yeah yeah i feel like they do such a good job of that
1: they do because that's one of the things, too, Aaron, about the three hour dinners. Like, <laughs> I remember thinking, first of all, I don't stay up till 10 30 at night, I just don't do it. <laughs> <I> can't. <laughs> but in Italy, it was super easy. <laughs> and yeah, you know, you'd go back to your room and wash your face, brush your teeth, lay down, go to sleep, fall asleep in a hot second, and sleep like a baby. And then get up the next morning, I mean, I probably slept till 6 or 6.30, but still waking up feeling fully refreshed, not beleaguering the point that I had just spent three hours at dinner the night before, right? Like it was because it was such a joyous experience and you're not shoving a bunch of food in your like dinner is an experience it's not the sole purpose of eating it's an experience and it's a time for you to relax and enjoy the company of others and that was true everywhere we went in Italy yeah I mean even for those of us that came in early right and stayed at the one of the hotels like even the experience in that hotel was you're here for an experience, take your time. You know, they're not all over you trying to get kick you off your table for the next customers that are coming in. So also another big takeaway, because one of the things I thought of when I came back was, you know, weird. Usually if I eat something two hours, within two hours before I go to bed, I have stomach issues in the middle of the night did not have that problem in Italy.
0: Yeah. The food quality is just on another level.
1: For sure, And everything
0: is homemade. Like a lot, uh-huh. most restaurants make their own pasta. I mean, I think it's like you're yeah. not a true Italian restaurant unless you make your own pasta. But I did yes. some that I was questioning. One, I'd say one or- I had a couple bad experiences. But did you? And I don't want to say bad, but like just not. I was like, really? I thought every meal in Italy was like a ten. <laughs> um, so a couple isn't bad but most yeah. places if you're eating pasta they made the pasta mm-hmm. uh, everything's just yeah. fresh fresh ingredients yep. homemade yeah. sauces,
2: mm-hmm. simple,
0: like simple food too not overly complicated
1: right yeah i just that was such a different experience for me. And I remember thinking the first night we had dinner so late thinking I'm going to be sick in the middle of the night and I wasn't. And I just,
2: wow. I, you know,
1: it's just not. Yeah. There's a lot less garbage in their food, which is yeah. a topic for a whole different podcast.
2: But- <laughs>
0: yeah. Writing it down. <laughs> yep. Do it. <clears throat> and that's known in Europe, you know, with their makeup and skincare as well as. hmm as well as their food, you know, they just don't have the chemicals that we have here. Right. They, don't have, pro- they, they have processed foods, but yeah. And they have convenience foods. Yes. Grocery store, but um, that's not the main source of their diet. It's not most. No, it's not the way most Italians are eating.
1: No. And even if you do happen to grab a potato bag of potato chips off the shelf, no joke. It's three ingredients. Potatoes, of oil, and salt.
2: Depends I on checked.
0: that. But yeah, if it's from Italy, probably. If it's from Italy, it's those three yeah. ingredients. Yeah. Not here. Not here.
1: But no. anyway. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So the food quality just in Europe in general is just next level mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. is a stark contrast to what we eat.
1: Very much so. And that was true in Bali too, obviously. And I'm sure it's going to be true in Thailand.
0: (laughs) Yes. With a private Thai vegan chef. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. 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 But yeah, it's just, that's the hard part is Mm -hmm. learning that and experiencing that and then coming home. But you know, there are ways here in the U S to have better quality food, it's just sometimes costs more and also requires you to do some digging and some reading of labels and mm-hmm. you know, just staying away from those processed foods. Because yep. if you picking up something convenience wise, it's it's not gonna be great.
2: Yeah. I, definitely I still not. eat
0: convenience foods. I do. I will be honest. I eat convenience foods, but I eat the organic versions with the least amount of ingredients I can find because I don't want to cook a five course meal every night of the week, nor do I have the time or the energy. Yeah. So, but in that case, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm getting 10 chicken strips for like $13 and some people just don't want to, and they're not that big, you know? Right. So yeah, you, you have, yeah, you find your flow there. Anyway, yeah we're for sure topic, but <laughs> actually that was a
1: really great segue honestly into I like i guess maybe our last topic i don't know and that is integrating integrating your experience on your return Ooh, tell us yeah about that.
0: and i want to so, hear some examples from you, from your life too.
1: Absolutely. So the first thing I will, I will tell everybody until the end of time, when you go on retreat, do not plan to go back to work the next day. And I don't care if it's a United States base retreat or a international retreat, do not plan to go back to work the next day.
0: You've always been really good about that. What made made you do that even from the beginning? Um,
1: Honestly, so when I went to Bali, the thing that made me do it was I was concerned about jet lag. um, Yeah. And did not want to experience jet lag while trying to work. Um, And so I was like, I was going to give myself two days to get readjusted or reacclimatized to my time zone. And it worked like a champ, you know, back then and what I didn't appreciate then it wasn't just about the jet lag I mean it was I mean that was why I set it up that way originally but the other gift that came with it was being able to just sit with everything I had experienced in the previous eight or nine days
2: and just like really being gratitude for that mm-hmm. experience and really just connect with myself
1: and the divine source energy, universe, God, whatever you call that in your life to just be thankful for the opportunity and not mm-hmm. just that, but for the people that you meet for
2: the food that you you eat
1: for the ground that you experience that you walk on that you put your hands on like for everything and holding that space um allows at least for me the download of some of the stuff of a lot of the things like what did i get from this retreat oh my gosh there's this and there's that and you know i have more clarity about how i saw myself in the professional world i had Mm. more clarity about how i saw myself in some of my most significant relationships and how i could be different and how i wanted to be different um i had more clarity in you know claiming my gifts you Mm. know um and really being okay and comfortable with all right, so I have this capability to be a psychic medium. And when I'm in it and I'm doing it, it's pretty cool. And figuring out like being able to sit down and go, "Okay, how can I do this more?" Cuz when you're doing what you love and you're you're <laughs> you're not working. <laughs> <I> mean, like <laughs> you are but it doesn't feel like work it doesn't feel like labor because it comes so naturally and it's such a uplifting experience to know you're in your zone um and it just so happens to benefit other people like how is that not perfect how is that not of divine guidance and divine intention it is That's my and yeah. yeah and to to be able to <clears throat> Have space for that, and to be able to devote time and energy to that, and re- build that connection or or um, strengthen that connection to your divine gifts. I mean, honestly, that was the best gift I gave to myself out of this re- this retreat was to really solidify some connections to my divine purpose um, and fully embrace
2: being able to offer those to the world. Like I know I'm here on the planet to do that for
1: people. I know I'm here on the planet to love people unconditionally. I know I'm here on the planet to hold space and provide opportunities for people to change and grow when they've identified that that's what they want to do.
0: Right.
2: Um,
1: I know I'm here to empower people. and. Like this was, I mean, I told you like activating my business. Like it's not starting it. It's activating it. It's embracing that. Yep. This is me. This is who I am. I'm putting myself out here because I know I have these things and these are what really bring me joy. I mean, am I grateful for my nine to five job in corporate America? Hell yeah. Because it's afforded me opportunities to be able to do this. Right to be able to go on these retreats, to be able to hire you as a coach, to have, to go through your alchemy training, to do a lot of the other healing that I've done. yeah. And I also know that when I'm in my purpose and providing that gift to myself and to the world, abundance comes with it, right? And so that for me is also like, you have to give yourself, and I, I'm just saying, two days minimum. If you can take initial like the rest of the week off, do it, people, because integrating the experience you just had over eight solid days of doing nothing but caring for yourself and being who you are, like it is a gift to have that time to not jump back in to your right your normal life that you had when you got on the plane to go on retreat is not that anymore. And it's because you're different. Mm. And I think what I'm saying is embrace that difference and keep it alive because that was part of you being on retreat as well. That's part of you bringing forth the new into your reality and into the reality of the people around you, right? And that's part of how we heal the world, right? Like we yeah. use those opportunities. We use those opportunities to be different um, and be different. Be different when you come back. It's okay. The people that love you are still going to love you. Like it's okay. Yeah. Um, And it's really yeah. okay to give your, give yourself the time to just sit with that and journal about it or call one of your friends you made on the trip or call Aaron or, you know, call somebody else who knew you were doing it and download some of that information because there's a lot that comes up for you. There's a lot that came up for me and it's the third retreat I've been on. Right. And yeah. So I, you know, just giving yourself that time is so important because you, there's nothing like being able to stay in that rest. To stay in that space before you jump back in that's yeah, all
0: you're you're training your brain in that way too, for while right. you're here, otherwise, if you go right back to the old, the brain you know there it, there's a disconnect, and yep. yeah, yeah. I can speak for somebody who has a more i would say anxious. Uh, that's my stress tendency, right. Is to go into anxiety or stress, mm-hmm. or like the doing, you know, being more in the masculine sometimes, mm-hmm. um, integrating even as a teacher who knows all this stuff, it's mm-hmm. still not, um, I would say I do it by default just because my body's like, we're tired and you're not working today,
2: you know? Right.
0: Yep to be intentional with it, like you're saying, I think is a whole other thing. And I think that's really important.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cause the retreat doesn't really end when it's over. Right.
0: <laughs> yeah. You're making me think I even need to write something into the people that come, you know, like make sure you're integrating mm-hmm. them. And, yeah.
1: yeah. Yep. Yeah. I think that's a good idea because the retreat doesn't really end when it's over. Like There is integration and, and you have to give yourself that, that space and that time to be able to to integrate your experience on retreat. Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: It's also another gift you're giving yourself.
0: Yeah. I like that you keep saying it's a gift. It is the whole dang thing is a gift you're giving yourself. And yes, you do change. You do come back different. I come back. I, I'm not even on retreat. I'm Mm -hmm. experiencing it to a fourth of the degree that you guys actually are that are on it. Mm -hmm. and I come back changed every time. I always make sure to give myself time as the leader before, because I don't want to be jet lagged when I'm teaching because I know myself and my body and that's not good for anybody. Mm -hmm. Um, And usually I give myself a lot of time afterwards. Now I'm going to intentionally call it integration. I just (laughs) call it, I need some time off after being on for <laughs> seven, eight days straight. Um, yep. But I didn't get that this time. And mm-hmm. as much as I usually do because of my life, current life situation. Right. But, um, I don't know where I was going with that, but it's just, it's important. And you change. What I was saying is I changed too, as the teacher, yeah. like mm-hmm. the leader, um, you know, every retreat shifts something in me, and it's I can just share like it's beautiful to witness, you know, just the connections that are made and mm-hmm. the friendships that are made, the sisterhood, the brotherhood. If there's men, not mm-hmm. all my retreats are just women. Um, and just like all the shifting that happens, you know, and it's like. St- i I'm shifting too like things are coming up for me you know there's sometimes there's discord in the group like it happens on occasion
2: mm-hmm.
0: I'm not saying it's like a thing, but it happens, and being able to just like kind of hold the energy for the group to move through that without as we talked about earlier, having to fix it um mm-hmm. that's a powerful thing for me personally, just from my journey and my life experiences my childhood traumas um Julie and I talk about that all the time you know just like yeah so it's just a lot changes in you like on a sometimes on a on a profound level and sometimes on very subtle levels Mm -hmm. and so if you don't give yourself the time and space to feel into that and to notice that you'll just get right back into the go mode and you'll miss some things, I think. So that's a yep. really good
2: one. I yeah, I wholeheartedly agree. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, this has been delightful. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you've shared so much, I think, wisdom about the experience and yeah, it took me back to Italy for a little bit, and it's just—it's so lovely there. So lovely,
2: it is. Yep, I go
1: back every day.
0: <laughs> good, good on you. <laughs> what would you, Julie? I mean, I—I I think <clears throat> I say, but I'm going to ask the question anyway. What would you, mm-hmm. somebody that's like? I'm on the fence about this. I'm worried. I'm unsure if I should do this. I don't have anybody to travel with. This is my first time traveling alone Mm -hmm. or all the insecurities and fears that come up when we think about doing something like this.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, You know, a lot. (laughs) I mean, first of all, traveling alone it's not as daunting as it sounds. Um, and in particular with Aaron's retreats and I'll tell you why, like you get really good information about where you need to be when you need to be there. Um, and who's going to be looking out for you. And like, even, um, when I was traveling to Ireland, I was traveling alone and still knew that once I got to the hotel, there were going to be other people who were joining the retreat with me. So, yeah. and navigating airports, it can be really intimidating, but there's always time to check a sign. Yeah. And there's always somebody that can, that you can ask. I mean, and, and people honestly, especially in airports, people are willing to help because they know people get disoriented. Um, But I can also tell you just from being on retreat or even I used to travel a lot for work. Um, So traveling alone was not a huge thing for me. Traveling internationally alone felt a little, uh, but I handled it fine. It's just a longer flight, (laughs) Um, but, but, but um, you still like when you, when you meet up with the group, like one of that, like away. the last thing you're, yeah. The last thing you're thinking about is, oh my God, traveling alone was so nerve wracking. Like yeah. that's not even a topic of discussion because it's like done and over with. You did it and here you are. Um, you know, <clears throat> again, my kids were grown when I started doing these types of retreats. So I don't have that same perspective. I did, however, travel a lot when my kids were very young and that mm-hmm. is hard. Um, yeah. And I will also say, as a woman, I think it's hard for us to trust our spouse or yeah. our partners to do the things that we do in the same way that we do. So here's the news flash: They don't. And that's okay. <laughs> and that's great. Like, n- yeah, that's great. Nobody does things the way you do. And that's great be willing to let all that happen while you're gone. Um, because you chose to, you know, you, you have other adults that are fully capable of taking care of children. I don't care how old they are. There are other adults in their lives that are fully capable of taking care of them. Be willing to let that go. Same way with pets. Like I, yeah, like I understand that because I have a pet, but you trust people to take care of them and to be able to let that go. I know a lot of, another thing that comes up for people is the money. Mm. It's not cheap to travel internationally anymore. And it's not cheap to go on retreat, but I will tell you this, it is money well spent Mm. because you are, not only are you giving yourself a gift, you are investing in yourself. Yeah. By giving yourself time to just not do all the things and be all the things to everybody back home. This is really all about you. And it is money well spent because again, I can only speak for Aaron's retreats, but your experiences are worth way more than what you pay. Mm. Um, And that's just how the universe works with Aaron. (laughs) I'm just going to tell you, she finds the most amazing people. And the universe pairs her with the most amazing people with these experiences that you will not regret spending a single cent by the time you get on the airplane to go home. You just won't, um, because they're amazing experiences and you didn't have to do anything except pay for it (laughs) and show up. I mean, you had to show up too, but yeah. And again, I'm not diminishing the cost. It is expensive. Um, but it it is it's worth every cent and it's not just you are investing in your well-being there that's yeah. what i'm looking for you're investing in your well-being because you are allowing yourself to just get away and do something that is just for you and that adds longevity to your life to mm-hmm. your relationships yeah it does you it come really back with ref- it does you're giving yourself an opportunity to refresh and renew. You know, you may not have some big, orbital, intense spiritual experience, mm-hmm. but you might. Mm-hmm. And even if you don't, yeah. And even if you don't, you're still going to be rested and you're still going to be renewed when you come back. Yeah. And that is priceless. That adding to the longevity of your life is priceless. Um,
0: yeah. We yeah. Can- we cannot keep going at the rate that we try to go in our day-to-day lives so no. when you take a break it's also priceless the clarity that you get i mean you mentioned all the clarity you received like you again you may not mm-hmm.
2: have
0: download but you get clarity because you have the time and space to have the clarity come to you of like mm-hmm. oh you know, this is what I want in my job or in my business, or this is mm. what I want in my life moving forward, or this is, I just realized this is really important to me.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So,
0: yep. Yeah. The the time and space. Um, as I like to say too, I'm like, anybody can go on vacation. Okay. Anybody can. Right. You can book your own trip to Italy. You could go to the same exact places we went to by yourself or with your significant other or whoever. Right. But, there's something that happens when it's put together for you and with spiritually like-minded people doing mm-hmm. specific spiritual experiences. Um, yes. That creates yeah. an experience and it is an investment in yourself. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, one that will keep giving back to you because like I heard some yeah. say- I've shared this before. Um, you can do a week's, you can do a year's worth of healing in a week on retreat.
2: Mm-hmm. And I,
0: I really think there's something to be said about that. Um, That's not my think- quote, but I highly stand behind that.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I would too, for sure.
0: Yeah. yeah. Cause it's, it's, and it's changing you on so many different levels, not changing you, it's working you on so many different levels, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, and it does change you. Like, it changes you on a cellular level because of the way you're able to connect with the earth and the way you're able to connect with spirit and the way you're able to connect with other humans. Yeah. You are changed on the cellular level i I believe that wholeheartedly believe as well,
2: like yeah, it's yeah. you just don't Things are around. awesome. <laughs>
0: <laughs> don't go back the same person in the best way possible. You just don't, right? Um, right? Because yes. You've had some deep experiences with people that mm-hmm. carry with you for the rest of your life. You know, like you'll always mm-hmm. remember that retreat, that place. Even if you went back to it again, you'll it'll be different because it, it right. Was, yeah. Yep. Yeah. I. Different intention is everything.
1: It really is. And I, you know, even just kind of an example of how retreats stick with you. And this is like a very practical example, but one of uh, my biggest memories of my Bali retreat when I went to Bali was the sound of the bamboo wind chimes out in the farm. Yes. Okay. So like, I still hear that sound in my head. I can hear it now that you're saying that. Yes. And so when I am starting to feel like really anxious about something, I literally will tune into that sound and instantly just like chill. Or if I lay down at night and I'm having trouble relaxing and going to sleep, I will tune into that sound in my head and I go to sleep. Like, though, it's, it's, yeah, like those are like practical things that you get right. from retreat. Not to mention all the other stuff that you get from the experiences, but it's things like that, that it's like, oh, like, and then like all the memories come back of being there and doing the things that we did and reliving the experiences that we, yes, yes. You know, petting the cat in YN's kitchen, like all of the things, like it's. Pearl. I love that. I I just I love that. It's it's also for me personally a way to like rewrite memories in my brain. Right, mm-hmm. cuz especially with as an adult who experienced childhood trauma, right? Mm-hmm. Um being able to write over some of those memories with some of these types of experiences has been such a powerful healing tool. Um. Yeah, I've shared that for the first yeah. time. that's amazing. Well, I didn't really make the connection until I got back from this Italy trip. But I was like, man, like I've started my own healing techniques just from memories of my <laughs> retreat trips. Right. That's amazing. <laughs> like yeah. the background on my 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 background. <laughs> that's that's yeah. like the world's best beach, and it happens to be in Ireland, and you know, there's times when I just find those pictures from that day we were there and just sit with what a powerful day that was. And it wasn't just powerful for me. It was powerful for everybody on that trip. And it created the energy in that moment of, yeah, like, you guys, I don't know how to really fully describe it until you're in it and you're doing it, but it was such a remarkable moment in time that sometimes I just look at those pictures and reconnect with the power of that moment because we were all in it together Um, and just kind of harness some of that energy that came from it because it's not something that would have ever happened for me here in my day-to-day life. It just wouldn't have.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, Was that, Jessica brought that up. Uh, I don't know when you'll hear this pod, what order these podcasts will go, but- um she brought up the running to the beach
2: Mm -hmm. yeah
0: warriors like that because I got this idea I got this download like when I was finished with class like get up like have everybody get up and just run like crazy warriors towards the beach I remember that that was like a rewiring for me it was just like Mm -hmm. we all just went like screaming like loud wild people yeah. Running to the beach, and it was just so like invigorating.
1: Yep, that beach is magical. Yeah. <laughs> just it's magical, and you know, we left some of our magic on that beach. There's no doubt in my mind. Um, it's because we spent right
0: behind you, isn't
1: it? Yeah, it is. It's the one right behind me. Because do you remember being on the bus when we were on the trip? Like, it would have been the day after we, I think it was the day after we ran out to the beach. Okay. Albert took us on the the drive right yeah so yep. drive yeah. and we came around the corner and I just I freaked out I'm like oh my god that's the beach we did yoga on what from like and a different from,
2: view
1: yes from a totally different view I mean it was magnificent when we were on it but then to see it from this view I mean I died it was just incredible yeah yeah it's stunning like, it It is. And, you know, I would never have had that if I hadn't said yes. Mm. You know, I would never have experienced the temple of Ganesha in Bali, like where Ganesha is believed to have been buried. If I hadn't said yes.
2: You know, I mm.
1: uh, wouldn't have had the experiences I had at the Tirta Pool if I had not said yes. To Bali, um, I, mm, you're making me want to cry because yeah, that's it's that's why to. the power of retreat. That is the power of retreat. Yeah, that is the power of retreat. To to have all that and carry
2: it with you. Yeah, yeah, it's all the things we talked about, and it's that too. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, yeah. And I I always say I, I never will never have never taken for granted, uh, what I get to do that I, you know, um,
2: Mm -hmm.
0: yeah, it's sometimes I just get in this mode of like this, you know, just, I just, I'm just doing, you know, and Mm -hmm. I, but when I stop and think about it all, I'm like, Whoa, this Mm -hmm. is,
2: this is really cool. Yeah, and I love Natalie's term nickname for you,
1: like because it was it's so spot on. Like you're the waymaker.
2: Hmm. Um. And for people who are searching, you're the waymaker. You just you make it happen. <laughs> yeah, that was
1: that was perfect. It's true.
2: <laughs> I know
0: she always calls me that. She's like you're the winner. yeah, yep, yeah. She calls herself the inst. She's the insti- The pusher. She calls herself she's the pusher.
1: The pusher. Yeah, the pusher. Yeah, or the instigator. She could be the instigator, but yeah, yeah,
0: definitely. So. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's been really cool to hear uh, other people's stories retreats too. So thank you, Julie, for. Yeah, just sharing with me, because I don't know what people get from mm-hmm. retreats, um, yeah. but when I hear the stories, you know, because it's, sometimes you feel like, well, am I doing anything, you know, obviously I'm bringing the group together, but some, you know, when you're in the midst of it, it's hard to know, mm-hmm. um, but I'm just really hearing what everybody's saying and taking it all in and just, yeah, it's it's very cool to to unpack that for myself, like what people are actually getting from these retreats is yep. beyond, I mean, you know, like it's beyond what I can fathom, I guess, is a is a good word. Mm-hmm. For it. Because it's mm-hmm. all, but as I always talk about when you're on retreats, it's like it's all divinely guided. So, right, um, people are guided to the retreats for a certain reason. They're mm-hmm. going to get what they need and I'm guided to the places like, like the places. right we just all divinely guided I've never experienced anything like that like mm-hmm. in Ireland um yeah I've been to Bali so Bali to me was just like oh I lived here I've traveled here this is easy you know mm-hmm. that was just like never something I thought was divinely guided but hmm Ireland was the start of like literally hearing in my head you need to take a group of people here and I'm like I was just trying to go on my own little trip but okay
2: yeah (laughs) yeah, so okay fine yep yeah (laughs) okay
0: (laughs) whatever here we go
2: yeah
0: but it's just it's been (laughs) It's been um very humbling. If I, I have
2: to, uh, I... Oh,
0: it's cutting out now. <laughs> right at the end.
2: There. Oh, there you are. There we okay, go. You were frozen. I should have taken
1: a screenshot. That's... Yeah, the best...
0: Maybe that's the universal sign that it's time to bring this to a close. Go
2: ahead. Yeah, you're cutting out again. I don't know what's happening. Oh. I can kind of hear you though. But um hey.
0: oh, there you are. Uh Julie, thank you for taking the time to share your stories with us. Um about the power of retreat. And thank you for yeah thanks for for joining me on these journeys it's been amazing more to to come more to come
1: yes yes thank you for having me and thanks for letting me share yeah so good yeah my pleasure
0: thank you dear thank you to all of you listening um we still have some spots to Thailand happening January 14th through the 21st, if you're interested. That was also divinely guided uh, as well. Um, very excited about that. And then, since we brought up Ireland, Ireland's happening next August the 14th through the 27th, I think. That's August 2024. So, Bali is already set for January, 2025. So there's some things coming up. Uh, if you're interested as well, as we'll be doing some local in the United States retreats in Florida and Iowa. So yeah, there's things, there's things happening. So reach out to me, pure light at gmail.com pure light healing on Facebook, Instagram. Yeah. Join us. Join us for mm-hmm. the journey. You will not regret any part of this. You might just yeah. regret that you didn't do it sooner, but you won't regret while you're there. There you go. I'm <laughs> <laughs> like, dang, why didn't I do this a long time ago? Yeah. It's yeah.
2: Really, it's pretty really powerful. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, thank you, Julie. And yeah. As always, we could talk all day, but... It is getting to be that time of day. All right. We will see you all soon. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. And yes, until next time.